Welcome to They Know Me Best, a podcast on friendship and how it shapes our lives told through conversations with actual best friends. I'm your host, Elliot Darvick, and on today's show, we have one of those friendships that's been decades in the making. And I think something I realized from this particular episode is that one of the reasons we keep best friendships in our life is because they become a record of who we are and where we've been. Like this living record that I exist, we exist, and every time we're together, We're not only adding to that record, but affirming that record. And so truly enjoy this episode. Also, hilariously, it wasn't until the very end of the episode that one of our guests casually drops that the other completely saved their life. Like, you'll just have to listen for yourself. But I think that's also a testament to just how special this friendship is, that this very, like, key detail like this person saved my life was almost like an afterthought to the entirety of the friendship all right well a huge welcome to the show tony romero and melvin sanders this is a friendship i've been truly looking forward to getting to know for a while ever really since melvin you mentioned tony for the first time i could just tell how much you cherish this relationship and so it's your friendship and i want to do you know what we'll call a a they know me best introduction so melvin if you wouldn't mind introducing tony but do it from the heart you know this is Mm, not the resume introduction okay (laughs) I, I love that there was no prompt for this. Yeah, that's uh, that's like good. Go. <laughs> I think first and foremost, the first thing that comes to mind, like Tony, he's, he's done a lot of stuff in his life and his career. I think uh, father is the first thing that comes to mind. He's a leader. He's a great husband. Um, definitely somebody I look up to. I mean, we've known each other uh, bordering on 26 years, I think. You know, when I think about authentic follow through, you know, he's a person that does what he says he's going to do high integrity, high character, high morality, all of the things that you would want, you know, your your daughter to marry, all the things you'd want to hire, all the people you'd want to work for. I think that Tony kind of embodies a lot of that. Um, I say he's from Oklahoma. He grew up, he spent part of his time growing up in New Mexico, but he's he's uh, he's an Oklahoma boy. Are you the authority on people from Oklahoma? You get to give them the yeah. stamp weather. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you graduate high school there, you're an Oklahoma boy. Yeah. Um yeah, he's uh, currently is the head men's basketball coach at Central Christian College in McPherson, Kansas, and has been doing that for tw- 12 years? Four, 14. Years? It's fl- 14th yeah. year. Yeah, COVID was in there, oh so yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 yeah. now, yeah. Don't cheat him those two years. Yeah. Make it count. <laughs> Especially in this business, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's my introduction. Uh, he's, he's got three beautiful kids. I've watched li- literally watched them all grow up. And been married for a couple of decades at this yeah, point. Two, yeah, yeah, two, two uh, decades. So, yeah, I think when you think and dream about all the things you want to create for your life uh, as a child, you know, he's kind of hit all of those milestones and is living proof of goal setting and and being able to achieve regardless of position, location, you know, whatever challenges are in front of you. There, there's either uh, you know success or excuses, and and he doesn't really see much gray area between the two. What a tribute, man. Well, that's the uh, <laughs> nicest thing he's ever said about me, man. You should record me more. I was about to say, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the, the full unedited recording yeah. afterwards, Tony, so you can play it for your rainy days. There you go. Well, give us the intro of Melvin from the heart. Oh, man, I don't know if I can live up to that there, but um, <laughs> no, Mel, Mel's been, uh, I think, one of those 
cornerstone pieces in my life. You know, the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. I think Melvin has been that for me um, through our friendship, through our relationship. Uh, when I first met him in, uh, in Oklahoma City, when we were 14 years old up to today, um, and, you know, I could think of so many fond memories he and I has had. But when I think of him, I think of perseverance. It's, it's not always been easy for Mel. And so when you watch somebody's life, when they kind of grit, grind, and, and find a way uh, and don't find an excuse through life uh, to get to where he is now, I think is such an encouraging thing to myself uh, as his friend that I've got to see see him go through. And so, you know, from losing his father right before I met him uh, and, and being with a single mother with two brothers and mom trying to make it, uh, the odds were stacked against him. You know, he, I don't want to get too much into Mel's business, but again, I think it's part of his story from my perspective. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, but, you know, Mel, he, he even going into high school, we, I, I met him uh, last year, junior high, but um, academically, he wasn't always pushing himself uh, I think sometimes through through some of those things that he, he, he had to experience when he was younger, he was trying to navigate through that uh, the best he possibly could. And so I remember times he had to sit out of, sit out of games and different things and uh, in high school and even going into college together. Um, it wasn't easy for him, but uh, through it all, he came out and, and beat the odds. You know, he, he found a way to learn. He found a way to grow. Um, he found a way uh, to put himself in position through all of his experiences and mold it into something great um, that, that is so encouraging to see. No matter where Mel's been, uh, I think of him as making an impact on other people. He makes people smile. Uh, he makes people uh, laugh. You know, me and him could be apart from, from each other for a straight year and we get back together and, and he'll find a way, man. Uh, to put smile on people's faces, uh, even through tough things. I think he's always been that way. Uh, God's blessed him with the gift. Um, he's blessed him with the gift to to communicate, going through and, and being able to impact so many different uh, workplaces or different environments or different uh, people is has been encouraging as well. But I think of him, I think that that's the first probably word that comes to my mind is perseverance. And he's authentic. You know, I think he's he's real. And I think that's hard to find sometimes, you know, he and I in our relationship, I think it's it's 100 percent organic and authentic. No matter what we're going through, what we're experiencing, we're going to be honest with each other. And I always appreciate his honesty, um, even sometimes when I don't want to hear it. Uh, you know, I think he offers it and he offers it in a way that uh, makes sense. And it is coming from his heart, man. And I, I think I've, I've always appreciated that about our relationship um, and to see him grow now, um, you know, being a husband now. Uh, to Julia, and uh, I've got to know her over the last couple of years, and now becoming a father. You know, um, even though it's a little bit later than I did, you know, I think he's he's, <laughs> he's going through he's going through the joys, and to see him, I mean, he owns everything. You know, everything he does, I don't think he he's a halfway guy, and so I I, I see him own his relationship with his wife. I see him own his relationship with with his daughter now, and, and that experience that he's going through. But uh, Mel is Mel's one of a kind, man, in my opinion. Like he's, he's a guy that uh, I look up to. Um, and he's a guy, you know, I think, uh, you know, even my own two sons, you know, if, if they need advice, you know, and they, you know, they don't want to hear dad today, I'm going to point him in that direction to hey, talk to Uncle Mel. Um, you know, my, my fifth or 16-year-old just turned 16 of the day. He's, you know, he'll shoot him a text or whatever. Or Mel shoot him a text and just to, to encouragement. So, um, but perseverance, um, authentic uh impact guy you know and he impacts the room wherever he's at doesn't matter what environment uh he's adaptable um and he's real and and to see again i think some of those new things he's experiencing now 
uh, as a father um, is is pretty neat. Um, it's pretty neat to see. So, Melvin, you'll get a recording of this too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a great question to start with, man. Right off the bat, it know? is. Yeah, it is. I think my my follow up here, and I think it's implicit in something you know what you've both shared about each other. But if you were just to say, here's why this friendship works. Mm. I know you both admire each other and you respect each other, but I think we've all had people in our life that we admire and respect and, and kind of things fade and that's okay. But this is a friendship that has survived like mm-hmm. decades at this point, right? So mm-hmm. why does this friendship work? It, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. I, I think it's, it's fascinating because we went to the same high school we met when both of us were probably developing new relationships in middle school and high school. And, you know, we could probably name on one hand of those 2000 plus kids or whatever it was around us, uh, how many we still talk to on a regular basis and still have, have friendships with. I think for us, we had so many connected bonds initially through music. We were both in band together, we played basketball together. Um, we both had a lot of the same classes. We ended up going to the same college, playing basketball together. And so there was a lot of connected tissue initially. And then the older we got, our lives started to, to change. Just like this happens for everybody. Your life starts to change. Your life starts to, um, go different directions. But I think for us, you know, we, we bonded through so many pivotal moments, um, you know, Tony's Tony's the only person I, I thought about this when we first started talking about this podcast. Tony's the only friend that has seen me through every phase of my life. He talked about my dad passing away. So he saw me, you know, at the, the beginning of that grief stage. He saw me struggling as a, you know, academically high school and college, saw me turn the corner and, and take school seriously, watched me with with, you know, past relationships, watched me. Um, in my first marriage that ended, saw me go through a divorce, you know, watched my career grow and, and have ups and downs. Um, and it's, it's seen me, um, you know, with my wife and with my baby and and has just like experienced every single kind of phase of, of my story, my journey. And um, in a way that, you know, sometimes family doesn't even get to experience as close up, you know, in, in, in some cases. And so I think for us, it's just always come back to what he said, which is we're authentic with each other. You know, we we've never even though we have lots of things. I mean, over the course of 20 plus years, 25 plus years, you're not going to agree on everything. You're not going to have the same interest on everything, um, the same viewpoint, perspective, outlook. And we I don't know at what point we decided this. And Tony, maybe you can fill this in. But at some point we just decided that's fine. Mm-hmm. And we're okay with that. And we can have discussions to learn more about another perspective um, versus judging or vilifying or, you know, whatever the case is. We, we're, we've been, I think, really um, consistent at having discussions, having conversations as we grow and learn and develop, sharing with the other what we've learned in our experience and what we're, we're going through, whether it be through a move or um, you know, through a new job or, or in his case, you know, having children, having a family and, and just being able to take those bits and pieces and adding it to our own 
life experience and our, and our, and our relationship. And so I think that that's been the thing for us is just the transparency, being able to have conversations and understand that we're, we're two different people on different paths, but we still have that same connectedness that, that made us friends back in 96 or whatever it was. Sorry. You could hear my dog barking. <laughs> Melvin, do you know Tony's dog's name? It's a good pop quiz. Max, right? Max. <laughs> yes, Max. I apologize. Apparently, my wife. That my is a good pop quiz, though. From lunch, so, um, she, he heard he heard the mom come in. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, Melvin hit. A, I think Melvin hit a lot of a lot of positive points there. I think for us, like one, I don't think things happen by accident. You know, I think uh, for for me, my face. And God, uh, you got God put certain people in your life at certain seasons and certain and certain points. And I was I remember you know the very first time when when uh, I met Melvin. You know I remember what he was wearing. You know I, I remember the the hallway we were in. Uh, I was moving like he said. I, I was born in Oklahoma City when I was younger, um, and my mom uh, she went through a divorce, uh, remarried, and uh, in that in that process. Um, my stepdad was, he was from New Mexico. Uh, they both got job offers and, and, and headed to New Mexico. So we were uprooted about kindergarten and my, my sister was in first grade and went to New Mexico and stayed there till eighth grade, came back. And I remember transferring into Delcrest junior high. Uh, and, and at that point, you know, young teenager, uh, that's, that's pretty nerve wracking. Uh, can, and create some anxiety for yourself going into a new situation. Athletics were a big part of my life and what I wanted to do. Um, and uh, and I credit uh, the school we transferred into, um, uh, Delcrest Junior High. Um, they set up a, a situation where I had a host. You know, hey, I'm a new student. Here's a current student. And then again, one of those roles Melvin's worn great since he's been 13 years old is <laughs> showing people around and then being able to, hey, this is this, this is that, and. Uh, and so Melvin was my host and, um, you know, in his uh, cowboy starter jacket pullover band. And uh, uh, back in the day, and uh, I, I remember, you know, from that point on, it just kind of, you know, God put him in my life and, and, and hopefully vice versa to to share, uh, share life with one another. And I think like, like Melvin said, is nowadays, I think so many things in our country and in this world, it's 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 easy when you have differences of opinions, or you easy to, you know, where, where one person has to dominate another, and through conversation or whatever, it's weird. I mean, uh, that's just never been uh, his and I's relationship. I think for he and I, it's always just man, we enjoy life together, and uh, and we enjoy being around each other. Um, we enjoy hearing each other's stories. We enjoy hearing each other's. Uh, one of my favorite words is perspectives, and I think uh, life sharing is 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 amazing. Um, even through, like like Mel said, through some of those ups and downs, we've got to be uh, at the at the front seat of each other's lives um, through so many different things. Um, I could say I could echo the same thing Melvin said about all these 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 checkpoints in my life. Uh, Melvin was at the front row um, of it, and and sharing in on those experiences, but. I think for us, why it works is one, we enjoy each other. Two, it's never it's never judgmental. It's never at a place where uh, you know uh, I think it's shared success for us. Like I'm I'm so happy to see his success. I'm so happy to see his career move and and form in the way it has. And I know he could echo the same thing. I'm sure he's I'm one of his biggest fans. He's one of my biggest fans. And uh, and uh, no matter what we're experiencing, so. 
I think that authentic honesty and like I said, we could walk away from the table. We may not have the same opinion on everything in life. Nobody does. Uh, but at the end of the day, we could walk away and say, man, I appreciate that conversation. I appreciate us being able to share different, um, you know, a different viewpoint uh, about whatever subject. Um, and then we could go and we could do whatever together, not miss a beat. You know, there's no hard feelings in anything we do. I can't really remember a time. It's like where I've been frustrated with Melvin in our relationship. It's And that's right. probably... I know that's probably unique nowadays and I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I think at the end of the day, um, he's a brother to me and uh, I want my brother to be successful. And I know he wants me to be successful. Um, and we want to see, uh, each other thrive at whatever we do. Um, and, and we want to help each other out and sharpen each other wherever we can. Um, and I think that's what makes it work. Um, is that we're, we're completely honest with each other and that we, we enjoy one another. Um, whether that's a physical interaction as far as being around each other and engaging with each other is, you know, just day to day laughing or going out or whatever, or if that's just over the phone or if that's, you know, um, from a distance or whatever, we, we enjoy uh, or just seeing each other's uh, success go along the way. So I think it's why it works. This is, you know, I, I, I so appreciate this reflection. And I think every time I do a show and host one of these episodes, I learn something new about friendship and what it means to be a best friend. And I think in particular, Melvin, hearing you recount, and really both of you, here are all the things we've gone through together. What a friendship really is, is a record of our own life. That's kind of what it is. And the reason you want to preserve that friendship is because then I know I actually existed. You know, it's this other person has actually seen the best and worst of my life in the most authentic way possible. And I want that record to stand and I want that to grow, but I don't want to let go of it. And, you know, Tony, in that regard, you know, you are Melvin's record keeper, you know, and likewise, Melvin, you know, you are Tony's record keeper, right? It is his existence personified in some ways through friendship. And I think that's what, you know, meaningful friendship is about. It's a record of things that were important to two people. Is that fair? Yeah, I've never thought of it like that, but that's, I think that that's very, yeah, it's very true. I mean, I, I you know, an example, a couple of days ago, uh, Ty, Tony's oldest, oldest son, had his 16th birthday. It was just like a rush of like, man, and I can't imagine what this did oh, for you and Lindsay's terrifying. parents, but like for me, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 20 hours away in, you know, Atlanta, like, oh my gosh, like I, I remember when he was born, I remember being at the hospital in Newton and just like waiting for him. And now I'm texting this kid. He's 16 years old. He's like, you know, he's, he's playing basketball. He's doing all this stuff, like having all these experiences that we had. And it's just, it's wild to think about all the things in between and, you know, the length of the relationship, Tony and I knew each other for a decade before mm-hmm. he even happened. And, um, and so it's like, you know, all of the things we had in a lifetime together before, before Ty showed up. And then all the things since then, it's just, you're right. It's like just crazy amount of records and, and memories and, and just kind of storage banks that I can go through um, that connects it all. Yeah, it's, it's always funny. I think no matter how, how much time, you know, I think he, I've been pretty constant here in, in McPherson, Kansas for, for a couple of decades now, like Melvin said, but you know, Mel's had the opportunity um, to, uh, and doors have been open for him to, to, to go to different places of the country and, and work and, 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 and do, you know, a lot of cool things. And um, through, no matter through it all, like I think at the end of the day, we could be away from each other for 
who knows? I mean, I don't even know when was the last time we were. I, I have no, I, could, I have to think about it, but. It, yeah, I think it was uh, maybe on, uh, I don't know, maybe come through on yeah, the move or something. I don't know. It's like, I feel like we, we always figure it out every yeah. year, a couple of years. But but it even no matter what, I think at the end of the day, like we could, you talk about record keeping and, and opening those memory files of, of each other's lives, mm-hmm. man, we'll, we'll get back together. And, hey, remember this, you remember that? And we'll laugh like it's just, you know, it just happened in the moment again. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's crazy. I mean, it'll be yeah. something new every time, every time we're together, you know, whether it's something from 20 years ago or something from a couple years ago or, or last year or whatever. But um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great, great perspective um, on what you said. One-on-one basketball. 20 oh. years ago. <laughs> Tony versus Melvin. 20 years ago, who wins? And, and today today so both and it may be the same answer Mm. for you both but 20 years ago one-on-one 20 so we were 20 years old 20 years old so we've been like sophomores in college Uh, you go first Mel. go ahead (laughs) look i i'm gonna be completely i was never like a great one-on-one player okay so in the spectrum of one-on-one basketball i'm gonna i'm gonna give this to tony I think as I as I got older, I progressed. I got better. I think I was. Uh, I, I I feel like even though I'm giving him that, I feel like I still have to take something competitively. So like I was I was a better athlete. I was a little more athletic. Played around the rim a little more. But yeah, Tony was he's a great shooter. He's a great player. Um, today, I, see it's tough because I feel like I'm in really good shape right now. But I just don't. I'm not on yeah. a basketball court very often. He's in a basketball court every single day. I don't know if that's fair. I don't yeah. know if that's fair. <laughs> yeah. a very diplomatic response, Melvin. That's good. I, you know, I, I tell you, I tell you this. Like we were different players, and I think Melvin had a little bit different. Again, we talk about that word perseverance for him. He he went through a knee injury, and, and going into college um, or even high school through high school, Melvin was you know. He, he was an athletic kid. He could run, jump, dunk. And that kind of was his role, you know, um, rebound the ball. Uh, once he got hurt into college, I think that his game really evolved. He had to learn different things. He couldn't, and I'm not trying to, I mean, Melvin would echo probably the same thing. He couldn't shoot the ball one iota. Like, if he made a free throw, that was, he was one for two. We were, we're, you know, he was probably happy. I was happy at the time in high school and early college, Absolutely. you know, because yeah. I, I mean, that wasn't his, that wasn't his job. Um, and, uh, and so I think once he got hurt, um, it, it forced him to to evolve as a player uh, for and, and for a better way. And uh, he turned into probably one of the, I mean, you know, he was an undersized six five and a you know ish post guy, you know, four or five guy for us. And but a lethal, you know, turnaround like KG, you know, uh, back in the day turned into a, an unbelievable mid range player. Um, he'd get you on the baseline. He'd get you at the top of the key and be able to hit it up. He was known for his pump fake. Um, and for some reason, everybody would go for it all the dang time. Um, but uh, then stretched his game to the three-point line and, and became a more complete player. Um, I, my role is probably a little bit different. You know, I was more guard-oriented. Uh, had the ball probably more my hands more from out top. So, um, so from that perspective, maybe maybe he's right. But um, and I am on the court probably more than him. Although, man, it's like now 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 I'm, I'm at the point where it's like. 
I, I, I've played, you know, stayed playing. I'm sure Melvin stays playing too. But now that my kids are at that age, like I'm worried about training them. And, uh, and so I still got to stay in a position where I think I have maybe a little bit left time, time left before Ty starts beating me one-on-one. Um, I, I got him from a physical standpoint <laughs> right now, but I don't know. His skills are, are getting ready to catch me. So I'm, I'm more concerned about my son beating me right now than Melvin. Um, so cause that's, that's a different dynamic in the household. So, um, but no, I was, it's, it, it was, I mean, to see, Again, I see see his game kind of kind of evolve through the years. It's been it's been pretty cool, you know, from from where he was in high school to where he where he got himself to being in college. Amazing. Well, Mel- Melvin, you're going to get that tearful phone call one day because yeah. Ty's beating him, and Tony's both proud and yeah. acknowledging his age, and, and yes. there's a mixture of tears there. So Ty, Ty, look, these kids are so much more advanced. Like looking at where Ty is a 16 year old versus yeah. where me and Tony were completely yeah. different realm <laughs> i can't even dream of doing the stuff that he was doing at 16 but I, i'll tell you this though talk about one-on-one melvin and i were super competitive we hated losing to each other in just about anything um but yeah. in college i remember having some crazy pool games um and, and ping pong games <laughs> and and, and ping pong, i yeah. could never understand how this dude was so good at ping pong and I'm like, what? How did you be just become good at ping pong? Because I'm around you all the time. I don't like you sneaking into the thing at night and going to practice in or what? Because I mean, we live together around each other all the time, and all of a sudden he just became this dominant ping pong player. Yeah. And so I guess so because I got that's that's one thing he owned me in all the dang time. I could hardly if I beat him, I was like a. You know, it's like I won the World Cup that day, man. So amazing. Um, I want to kind of get your perspective of how the person has grown over the years. Tony, you remarked on kind of watching Melvin develop academically. Determination mm-hmm. was always there. And it's kind of one surface measure of development. But if you look at it on a deeper level and think about how has this person grown as a human, how have they grown? You know, what, what have you seen in terms of growth? Well, I think experience, you know, I think experience, uh, leads a lot to that. And I think willingness and humility, um, from Melvin, I think we're again, going through whether it's academic success or even athletic success, I think, um, he, he had to be humble enough to be willing to grow. And I think that started with him, uh, acknowledging some of those areas where I right, like, I can't keep doing it this way academically. Let me try something different. And he, he, you know, some different people probably attributed to that as well uh, throughout the course of his life that, you know, pushed, pushed a certain button or had a, some, some, some certain conversation with them that he, he engaged in and he listened and, and it resonated with him to, to lead to uh, that growth opportunity uh, for him. And uh, I've seen that in the academic part. I've seen that, um, you know, in the athletic part, um, and then I think just as a man, like uh, I think Melvin's, you know, I think he's been able to experience a lot of different things. You know, he's uh, he's he's just kind of a roamer sometimes, you know, through life. It's in, in a positive way. It's not a negative <laughs> comment, but like he he, yeah. he 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 could go through, and it's completely different than me. Um, you know, he could go through two or three years and being in a space and 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 want to do something different uh, because he wants to challenge. He enjoys the challenge of different experiences and and i know that probably things will slow a little bit now that he has a kid uh, and life will slow down a little bit more but um but i think that he's been able to like 
gravitate to new things, um, embrace those new things, um, and learn through all new things. And I think that for him, I, I mean, I've seen it, you know, uh, Melvin's always been great with uh, a great communicator and, and a great friend. Um, but now I, to see it at a level of where he's impacting, you know, large companies and in his roles that he's been, uh, he's earned uh, the opportunity to lead in. Um, I think that attributes a lot to his growth is that he's, he's learned and, and he's a willing learner. He's a lifelong learner. Um, and I think in the areas where he sees that he needs to grow, that he's, he's truly like tackled those head on and, and, uh, and, and gone after it. So, um, yeah, I think for, for me, like I could see it in, in every area. And uh, I know, again, I think it'll continue as he, he, he goes down this journey of fatherhood. Um, that's a whole, whole nother level of, uh, being a willing learner and, and, uh, and learning through a lot of different experiences. <laughs> Melvin, you know, you've seen Tony in different contexts. Um, mm-hmm. how would you say he's grown over the years? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, it's, it's little things that I think have, have kind of pieced together to make big changes, you know, like a, a small example. I think, I think we were probably like 27 or 28 years old before I could get Tony to get on an airplane. Mm. Right. And which is like, Oh, that's just like, that's just a fear of flying. Well, yeah, but I think it's also, it's also intentional steps to show that like you're willing to overcome something and, and, expand your expand your your perspective and your horizon a little bit but also i think one of the places where he's he's really grown is not just trying new things taking on new challenges but tony's also never really allowed outside noise outside influence and expectations drive any decision he's ever made you know i you know look at at um He's coached at the same college 14 years. You were there as an assistant for what, two or three years before that? Four and a half. Um, It's been a while. Four and a half years before that. Went to school for four years before that. And so been been in the same location as a player or, or coach for the last 22, right? And of course, through, especially in coaching, like there's always pressure to, you know, you need to go try it at another level. Why don't you go be an assistant at a bigger school? Why don't you go to this open position? Why don't you chase that? And it's just never for him, the way that I've observed it has always been his growth is rooted in how can I be a better father? How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better coach? How can I be better in my faith? And anything that's outside of, you know, kind of those factors just doesn't matter. I love that. I think what's so interesting, what I'm hearing is that, you know, you both have this same growth mentality. It's the same, right? And it is this commitment to how can I be better tomorrow? Melvin, I've worked Mm -hmm. with you. Like, I know that to be true. I hear, you know, and how Tony describes you. But what is interesting is, and Melvin, you've also said this, and I've heard this from you both about the friendship is that it's different a lot of ways. And what's different here is the canvas. So Tony, Mm -hmm. your canvas remains the same right? It's the same practice of growing, but the canvas remains saying, Melvin, Tony calls it out, right? You've had a lot of change. The canvas is different in a lot of ways, but the growth is the same. And so it's interesting. It's one area where your lives are very mm-hmm. different. And yeah. I really wonder, and maybe you can talk about this a bit. I can't wait to see how this friendship evolves 
now that you both have this canvas of fatherhood as a shared yeah. canvas, right? And your commitment to that. And so, so many, con- you know, there's so many things that will change around you, but may that forever be a constant. Um, how do you think your relationship changes from here? Or have you already seen it, you know, Melvin, having recently, you know, welcomed a daughter into this world? I, well, I, I, I want to answer this first because I think it's probably, and I could be wrong, but I feel like it's changed more for me in that I now can like look back at a lot of conversations, decisions, um, actions that Tony's made over the last 16 years and understand it differently. Just knowing now that I have a daughter uh, in, in my house, how that impacts my decision making, how that impacts my thought process, how it impacts um, just, you know, the actions that I take on a daily basis. So I think for me, it's it's immediately been like, almost a clarifier to say, oh, okay, this, this makes sense. You know, why this decision was made or why he operates in this way or, or, um, sometimes he's hard to reach on the phone. Well, sometimes I'm hard to reach on the yeah. phone now. Right. Yeah. Trying to put my kid down and like, you know, it's just you, your, your, your time becomes so limited and that's with one child who's not even crawling yet. Right. He's got three kids who were, um, you know, last week when I, I told you, I was trying to get a hold of him, and, and, uh, he's like, Hey, look, we had, we've been having like seven games a week between myself, my kids. And I'm going seven games a week. That's, you know, yeah, games every day. So you're, you're, and that's in addition to going to school and in addition to getting kids, you know, ready for bed and feeding them and homework. And so I think for me, it's like, it almost was like an immediate clarity and understanding of what he's been experiencing to some degree. Cause there's a lot more for me to, to experience, to get to, to where he's, what he's seen as a father. But I think even just a taste of it is like, ah, okay, this, you know, life, life makes a lot more sense in terms of what he's been experiencing and, and just the challenges and, and, you know, how much it is to juggle. Um, and so I think that in a lot of ways though, in, in the same way that other kind of phases of our life have improved our relationship, I think this does the same thing. I think this just gives us more of an understanding of each other and, and, uh, brings us more of, like I said in the beginning, that connected tissue that, that keeps us, keeps us growing together. Yeah. I think, uh, one, um, Melvin got to see me become a father. And I think, man, one of the biggest regrets right now, like, you know, I've yet to see London, you know, I think me and my wife talk about it. And my wife's very, very close to Melvin, uh, in our, in our, you know, he's known, known her for went to college together and all that. So my wife's got to experience life, um, through our friendship and, and have her own individual friendship with Melvin as far as just, uh, being a good friend. Um, and so he got to experience me becoming a father, uh, 16 years ago when Ty was born and, and he saw what a, a wreck I was, man, you know? Um, and so, you know, as men, we want to be in control, uh, of our environment and control of things inside that environment the best we possibly can. And to see my wife going through pregnancy and going through labor and I couldn't help her like that, that messed me up. And I remember Melvin had to walk with me out at the, and I said, man, I got to get like doctors started getting concerned about me, you know, a little bit for a second um, because, uh, you know, because uh, how I was, I was handling it. But uh, Melvin was right there, man. Uh, and he got to, he got to, we went out, I remember going on, I don't know if you remember this, Melvin, but we went out outside of the hospital and we just went on a walk, man. I kind of broke down like. Yep. You know, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Yep. I don't know. Like, and, and it's weird. I mean, four or five years in a marriage where we're having our first kid, that's a pretty good timeline, you know, uh, for most, for most people. And, um, but I couldn't help my wife in that moment, um, through her pain. 
Uh, and then I, you know, I think anxiety hit in to become, and Hey, I'm going to be responsible for another human being in this world. And, and what does that actually look like? Um, at, you know, 24, 25 years old for myself. Um, and so a kind of a rush of emotion hit me. Um, and I remember Melvin being there, man. And I think we prayed and you know, we talked and, you know, he gave me some encouraging words or whatever. And, you know, went back at it, man. He coached me up in that moment a little bit. And I was able to coach my wife up in that moment a little bit better. Um, once you get to two and three, it's a little bit different, uh, you know, but that, that first one, <laughs> that first one's a little rough. Uh, and so, but now to see Melvin experiencing fatherhood, and again, I've only been able to do it from a distance and he'll send us videos of London doing different things or hitting different milestones just in her, her short life so far. Um, but I know he's in a rocket, you know, I know he's going to, he's going to crush it just like he does everything else. He's going to approach it just like he does everything else. And, uh, in a very intentional way, um, he's going to care and protect, um, and, uh, and to see him being able to have that opportunity, uh, to become a father. Um, so at one point, cause I, I don't know, I was like, man, Melvin, I don't know if you can ever have kids, man, getting kind of <laughs> old, bro. And, uh, and so, but now to, to have, I, mean, I think there's, you know, any greater blessing that God gives us, uh, than being able to, to lead our children and to have children and walk with them and in relationship with them and help them navigate life. And, and we're going to get it wrong. Shoot. I've got it wrong daily, you know, uh, sometimes with my three kids and, um, and I'm sure he's going to get it wrong sometimes too, but I think he's going to get it right a lot. And, uh, and to see him have that again, experience that he's going through, it's, it's fun. You know, I, I can't wait to see him, you know, face to face with her and, and, and how I've, I, again, I see all the, he's taking walks with her and putting her to bed and, and doing all those fun things. So, so such a distant memory from, from me, but, uh, I do, I do remember, <laughs> do remember them. Um, but yeah, man, I think, uh, now pertaining to our relationship, I think it's just, it's just another thing that we get to, to share together. I think he's like, he said, uh, he, he got to share, you know, being part of my firstborn and, and, and not only that, you know, I got to, 13 year old boy, Nathan, and, and now my nine year old girl, um, Quinn. And I, it's crazy. I think they all have a different relationship with Melvin, um, throughout the years. And, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to have a different relationship with London, um, as she continues to grow and I get to be part of her life, uh, just, just the same. So I think if anything, it just, it puts us in position to, to share life more. And I think it is strengthens our relationships even, even more than what it is when you add, add more people to it that we could, we could, uh, that, you know, that are part of each other's lives. Beautiful. Listen, years from now, I hope you each are able to listen to this episode. And I want to ask, what do you want the other person to hear? What's one final message you want to make sure? It could be something maybe you haven't said lately, but years from now, Tony, Melvin's going to listen to this. What do you want to make sure he knows? And Melvin, years from now, Tony's going to listen to this. What do you want to make sure he knows? You know the first, the first thing Mel that probably comes is that movie Life uh, with with, uh, with Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy. There's a movie Life. I don't know if you've seen it, Elliot, but um, oh. we used to watch it in college together. Oh man, I don't know how many times we watched it. Close to a hundred, yeah. probably. I mean, just and yeah. so. Yeah. But these two friends, I mean, even though through their their struggle, they went to prison together through something they didn't do. Uh, and their relationship through their whole life, uh, you know, they get to the end of the episode and, and you could, you could just truly feel their, their respect and admiration for each other and the, the joy that they got to be a part of each other's journey. Um, 
and I don't think that that will change uh, for Mel and I. I think through all of our experiences together uh, that we continue to share together, um, you know, as far as what, what I wanted to know, I think is that I, I appreciated it. You know, I enjoyed it all. Um, and, and, you know, we get one chance at this and to have someone in your life um, that you could share just about anything with um, and they're going to be honest with you. They're going to be truthful with you. They're going to share in your joys. They're going to share in your struggles. Um, and they're going to remain constant. Uh, I think that's, that's unique and not everybody has that. And so I don't want to discount uh, or overlook that piece because I think that is unique. And, and I'm so grateful to have a friend or a brother uh, that I consider in Melvin and that we get to enjoy this life together. Um, and, and again, through the ups, the downs, you know, that, uh, that he's been, he's been a constant and, uh, and I've truly, truly value his relationship. I truly, truly value his, uh, influence on my life and also his input onto my life as well. Um, and so years from now, uh, this would be great to watch together and, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of other stories and, you know, London will be old and maybe my kids have kids by then, you know, but, um, and that will just, just keep tackling those things together and enjoy those things together. Um, like we have up to this point, but I, I would say, man, I just, I'm thankful, grateful, uh, to God that he put us in each other's path. Um, that again, that we get to share, share this journey together. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think I, I share a lot of the same, uh, sentiment. I think, um, you know, I think for me, it's just a lot of gratitude. Um, not, not a lot of people, um, get to have friends and even Sam friend, like friends sounds funny to me. Like I, to me, we, we've always just looked at each other's mm-hmm. family. Um, and it's always, it's always felt like that. And I, I just think it's so unique for people to be able to have relationships that last this amount of time. And, and for, two people to be able to experience so much of each other's life is just a very rare thing to do. And I think going forward, this is probably going to feel like, you know, the early stages of our relationship at some point, um, because there's so much more uh, life left to do and so much more ahead of us um, for both of us in terms of our families and and everything that's to come. But um, yeah, I just, I just feel a lot of gratitude and, and uh, you know, gratefulness that we were able to, make that connection in the ninth grade and, and be on this journey at, at, you know, at a lot of varying ways together. Uh, our journey has never, it's never looked the same. It's always, it's always had completely different, um, you know, modes to it. There have been times when we've been roommates. There have been times when we have, you know, shared the same space together. There are times when we have worked at the same company. And there have been times when we've we've lived, you know, 2000 plus miles from each other and, um, you know, uh, and had completely different dynamics. And so I think that that's 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 the beauty of it. I think it's just, you know, when I when I can think of all of the things that that Tony has has acted as in my life, whether it be a mentor, you know, a a psychologist (laughs) um, (laughs) many times he's. Tony has like, he's always been the one to pull me out of like tough relationships. You know, when I'm, I'm like trying to, trying to figure things out, he's been an encourager, a supporter. He's, he's literally saved my life. Didn't get into that, but, 
Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, you saved that for the end. He's, he's literally saved <laughs> so my life. Yeah, greatest, we were in. Yeah, in were we in Mexico? Mexico? That's a great, great story. Yeah. We're, why yeah, don't we end with this story? I don't want this episode to I end guess, without yeah. hearing this story, I suppose. Uh, so let so let me set this up. So uh, it's it's me and my ex-wife and Tony and his wife. We were on a vacation, on a cruise. We had a stop in Mexico, and we decided to do some snorkeling. Now, I can't swim. And now I'm not afraid of water. I just, I can't swim. But if I have a life vest on, I'm, I'm okay. I can I can get in and do some stuff. <laughs> I believe Lindsay really wanted to see sea turtles. Was that? I think that was what it was. Lindsay yeah. really wanted to. We were to actually. See we weren't on it. This one where we were. Uh, it was a resort. Yeah, we were in Mexico in, in uh, okay. Playa del Carmen. And we we used to. Yeah, we used to right. and yeah. I, I know yep. we'll probably get back to doing this, but we used to vacation every together. You know, every other year, maybe sometimes every year, once you know, for a week together with mm-hmm. with our spouses, and and we were yeah, we were in Mexico, and the girls wanted to go on this excursion. And it was to go snorkel with sea turtles, and so yeah. you know we took one took one for the team, and yeah. and we we went we yeah. go for the, we 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 went on Where? trips for uh, water that goes waist deep and and clear and beach <laughs> sand and and sunshine sunshine that's food. all we were looking and, for and that's that's and, it, and yeah. to hang out with one another you know the girls want to go do all these other things and and so. LA, I don't I don't need a lot of adventure. I don't need a lot of adventure. I, I need a view yeah. and I'm in a yeah. pool yeah. and I'm I'm good. So we're we're like out snorkeling. We're probably at this point, call it like fifty to seventy-five yards, maybe, you know, maybe maybe like the length yeah. of a football field from the shore. And the water isn't super deep, yeah. it's maybe like twenty feet. And my life vest isn't isn't one of like the soft life vests, it's one that actually blows up. Which, like, as I say that out loud, I'm like, what was I doing in the ocean? With some air <laughs> with the, in it. With the know, life vest that's meant. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 This life vest was meant yeah. for, like, a, a yeah. community pool. And uh, so we're kind of, like, snorkeling around. And I hear, which is the sound of air. I'm, I'm, okay, so I'm, like, immediately freaking out. I'm starting to, like, sink below the surface. And I'm just, like, kicking around. The girls are like 20, 30 feet in front oh, of us. Oh, way not worse than that. At all. They were gone. We could see their little heads out in the distance. Yeah, yeah. they left us. So I'm, I'm like kind of by myself. Tony's within like, you know, 10 feet of me. So he's near me and uh, he, he comes over <laughs> and I'm like flopping around. I'm, just, I'm like, I need your, uh, I need your life vest. Like I'm, I'm about to go down. And he's like, grab me. Just, you know, hold on, hold on. Face me, calm down. I'm freaking out. And uh, I I told him to give me his life vest, which because I knew he could swim. <laughs> but he, he correctly said no, because obviously I probably would have yes, taken exactly. both of us. <laughs> I would have uh, both of us under. So um, he, he and, and during this moment, it's funny because like looking back on it, like oh, he was laughing. You're giving me moment. a whole lot of credit right now. Like, you- <laughs> you're giving me so much credit because how I remember it. Is I heard you heard, <laughs> you heard and then you started panicking, which caused laughter to, upon me because I didn't believe a word you were saying, and uh, that you're sinking. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta picture this, Elliot. There's two. We're all. I don't, first of all, the tour guide was terrible because he left us. Our wives wives didn't care. <laughs> yeah, he was gone. The he turtles was were more important than the husbands. 
at that point. And so um, as he's laying this out, there's two 220-pound men in the ocean, 215-pound men in the ocean, you know, off the shore. He starts going down. And I can't stop laughing, like even through <laughs> through the struggle. And then finally he got to me past the laughter saying he was serious. And then I started hearing the air get a little bit more aggressive um, as I was as it was coming out of his life jacket. And, and then he said, he told me to give me, and I, I didn't think that was a very productive solution for me to take my life vest <laughs> and, and then try to put it on him. So what happened from there is... As he was panicking, I made this man sit on my lap in the middle of the ocean, and I formed a chair <laughs> as we tried to get as we tried to get air back into his life vest, and uh, yeah. and we were able to finally <laughs> conquer this together, where we were able to get some air back in this life vest. And still to this day, it's probably one of my favorite. I mean, I'll tell that to a lot of people, man. <laughs> that we got two grown men in the ocean yeah. trying to figure out, you know, how to how to just make it. You know, first, and I, I don't know if I've been back yeah. on a snorkel trip since then. Um, and so that, that was that was hilarious. I mean, yeah. yeah, that that I think you know what though, Elliot. I think that that's like a. It's almost like a um, like a footnote to our relationship. Like he's he's gonna laugh through it. He's gonna joke through it. He's gonna tell me the truth, and he's gonna give me the solution that I need. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's wow. kind of what's held us together. I mean, that's that's like a microcosm of what our friendship's been like. Just two and grown men in the ocean. Just two grown, two men, grown in men in the ocean, ocean trying to figure it that's out. That's the cover. That's the cover to our life album, right there, man. Two, yep. <laughs> you know, one life vest trying to figure it out. You know. Um, yeah. No, man, I, there's there's so many incredible stories that we share, but that that's definitely that's definitely up there as far as. Yeah. Um, as far as one one that makes us go back and laugh and and again yeah. you know my wife my wife remembers it a little different she thinks we were a little bit too much dramatic uh, about it but i i remember it pretty vividly that they were long gone uh, chasing turtles as we're trying to figure out how to how to just catch up to the group and just get back to shore yeah i don't even know yeah, if we yeah, finished i just want to go home i don't even know if we finished the tour i think we oh, just kind of took a hard right to try to get back to land uh yeah. yeah i just i needed my feet to touch the <laughs> yeah, ground like, at that point yep, yep. <laughs> so yeah it's funny this has been every bit the joy i figured it would be so i can't thank you enough for sharing your relationship and um yeah just thank you so much for coming on the show well i appreciate you yeah, i appreciate you, you giving us that opportunity it's always fun to to reminisce and and uh, obviously i got so many positive things i could say about mel uh that uh continue to go on and i'm and I appreciate you guys giving us or giving that opportunity to us. Yeah, likewise. I, I, this is uh, this is a lot of fun, and I think um, you know the way that this feels is, as you kind of described is more of an archive of what we've experienced up to this point, and, and at some point, an archive for our kids to be able to to listen to and, and see where we were at that that moment and journey, uh, that stop on our journey in life, and um, a lot more to come from here. That's right. Yeah, I'm on a, a journey to capture the world's greatest friendships. So got a great one right here. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, Elliot. All right. You just heard another episode of They Know Me Best. All episodes can be found on Spotify or Apple or just go to anchor.fm slash they know me best. And as a reminder, there is no wealth like friendship and the best way to spend it is together. <laughs>